0: Hello, and welcome to the Build Value by Choice podcast show. My name is Nana Bonsu, President and CEO of Infinite Horizons Incorporated, and I am also the host of the show. Today, I have on the show an excellent guest. I've known this guest going back a decade. I got to know him at the local Toastmasters. I, uh, I was an upstart you know, VP of uh, Education, and he was our star speaker representing us at all kinds of levels, um, you know, regional, state, global, you know, winning all kinds of awards for us. So, um, reconnected with him and uh, he's doing well. And certainly uh, I'm um, uh, happy to introduce him. But before I do, I want to mention a little bit about his his background. Uh, his name is Eric Twiggs. Eric is the, founding, is the founding partner and president of the What Now Movement. His mission is to build high-performing entrepreneurs, authors, and career professionals who are prepared for life's unexpected curveballs. He is also the author of The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. Eric is the host of a weekly inspirational podcast called The 30-Minute Hour. As a certified life and business coach, he has conducted over 28,000 coaching sessions Helping executive leaders and entrepreneurs who have who have moved from feeling frustrated to finding fulfillment. Welcome to the show, Eric. Hey, thank you, man.
1: You're right; we go way back. uh, (laughs) Time
0: flies. (laughs) Time flies. I'll (laughs) tell you. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Um, So, Eric, um, got a lot to talk about, and I I wanted to talk to you the today about uh, procrastination and particularly kind of using your book and the movement that is um, sprouted out of that um, to just talk about how you got started with this whole theme of productivity development.
1: For me, it started when I was in college. It started, it was my, I talk about this in the book, it was my senior year at Hampton University. And I'm having this conversation with my good friend Donnell, and I have to admit that he and I were a little different at the time. You know, he was all about his purpose, and I was all about the party. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he'd always give me a hard time about, yeah, you need to figure out what you want to do, get serious. And I'm like, man, listen up. We're still young. We have plenty of time to figure that stuff out. Are you coming to the frat party with me or not? And weeks go by, he and I don't talk. But then I get a phone call from his mother informing me that he was killed in a car accident. Changed everything, sent me a message that maybe we don't have the time that we think, Mm -hmm. to do the things that we want to do. And ever since, time management and productivity and overcoming procrastination has been a focus of mine. And I really started paying close attention to these, these areas. And that's, but that was literally the experience that started everything.
0: Yeah. It almost reminds me that story reminds me of um, this um, gentleman, Brendan Burchard. I don't know if you heard of him. Yeah. Um, where he talks about life's golden ticket. He, he, he thought he had his life golden ticket when they got into, he and his buddy got into a car accident in the Dominican Republic one, uh, once you know, summer afternoon or evening And that's when he realized, hey, life is short, even though he was a teenager at the time, you you realize that, hey, you know, at that moment, you realize there are three questions. Did I live? Did I love? And did I make a difference? So it sounds like that was your epiphany moment where you decided to
1: make good use of your time. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and and we're seeing it now just with the with the pandemic. And I've just lost so many people even during this day that. We're classmates at Hampton and it just sends you the message that time is short and you can always make more money, but you can't make more time and you just need to be intentional as far as how you're handling your time and prioritizing.
0: Yeah. In the book, you talk about, uh, imagine our deathbed self telling us to start the process now because tomorrow might be too late. So, um, I guess that that was that was one one message. I guess that came out of that that experience uh, from losing Donnell. Now you also you also mentioned that one of your core values is excellence, right? And I want to coach. You said the earlier I start on the creative process, the greater the chance of it being excellence. Um, and so uh, valuing excellence motivates you to start earlier. So uh, how does motivation uh, play into? whether or not somebody procrastinates or not?
1: Oh, I, I think motivation is a key thing. Yeah, a lot of times, if you're not motivated to do something, you'll certainly, you'll, like, even if it's something like your alarm clock, you're know, waking up in the morning, if you're not motivated to go in, you'll be more likely to hit the snooze button. And so, so the root of all procrastination or most procrastination that I've seen is just there's some level of discomfort. You know, you just, you're not feeling it. It's too, you feel like it's too complicated. You may be afraid. Yeah. So if, if you don't have that motiv- motivation can push you past a lot of those things and motivation to keep you going when you, we all get to that point where we have those days where we just don't feel like it. you just, you're just not into it. You're not feeling it. If you don't have a motivation, uh, you'll, you'll be more likely to procrastinate. Yeah.
0: Now, um, just wanted to ask you: What are some of your, the experiences or things you've done to overcome procrastination that may be relevant to uh, our audience of business owners uh, who need to ensure that they maximize their time, uh, especially outside of their business? Yes.
1: Yeah, so, so one of the things um, I, I do and I help people, and this one thing has helped a lot of people that I've worked with, where they've they've come to me and said, "Eric, you just don't understand. I'm a chronic procrastinator." And this one thing, this idea of making an appointment with yourself, right? Because if anything, if something's important, you're going to put it on your calendar. And so instead of saying, I'm going to write my speech this week, right? You, know, you say, I'm going to write my speech on Tuesday at 1 o'clock. And you put it on the calendar. You can just use Google. You can set set a reminder. And if you really want to nail it, the key thing to do is to put the place that you're going to do it. So I'm going to do it at one o'clock in my office. But when when you put the specific time and place, the studies show that you're 40% more likely to do it. So if you get in that habit of making appointments with yourself, you'll you'll be a lot less likely to procrastinate.
0: Yeah, and uh, one other thing that you mentioned in the book was finding an accountability partner. You mentioned how your wife is a good accountability partner for you. Uh, whenever you met you you tell her your goals, you make it public. And as she knows, now you know you've put yourself out there, and you have to kind of uh, live up to it. Um, how does that, you know, does that um, you know, in addition to putting it on your calendar putting it on your calendar and being very specific, um, I suppose having an accountability partner um,
1: doesn't hurt either. Oh, I think that's critical. And I think, you know, we're in the time of year where everybody is setting goals and making resolutions. and But you, I think you have to factor failure into your success plan, right? You have to factor in that there may be times that you slip. There may be times you just don't feel like doing it. There may be times that you forget. And it's good to get the accountability person on the front end. That's what really helped me to write my book, The Discipline of Now. I was in the National Speakers Association, and I had an accountability partner. Her name is Laura. Laura Zam. She's an author, doing great things on her own. Nicest person you will ever meet. But, <laughs> but we have these accountability sessions, right? And I remember one time I said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have my outline for the book. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to have the outline for the book. Something happened. And you know, I, and so, so we meet on our accountability call and she's like eric now did you get that outline done like we talked about and i'm like no i didn't know oh, okay <laughs> like, like i felt terrible and, and i said to myself i never want to feel that again right. so i'm going to make sure anytime we, we say we're going to do something i'm going to follow through and make it happen but no and she was instrumental in helping me to get through that and i would encourage anybody to put that in place
0: yeah definitely um so um what roadblocks did you face early on and how did you
1: overcome them well just a lot of roadblocks i, I think the main roadblock was between my ears mm-hmm. right so because I, I got to a point where i started to feel like i was called to do more yeah i felt like yeah, i went through this period where i i felt led to become a professional speaker, and I noticed that most of the time I felt fulfilled when I was speaking to a group. But it took me three years from the time I started feeling that till I did anything. And the roadblock was I kept telling myself, or I kept talking to myself and saying, Well, okay, what are you going to say that hasn't been said already? Yeah, who's going to pay you to come in and talk to their organization? It was just a lot of, lot of negative self talk. And I think that was really the the biggest roadblock for me. Uh, And and finally, I I just took the next step of going to Toastmasters. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And and that's, you know, once I took that step, then the other steps started revealing themselves. But I think, and I find this to be common with the people I work with, that the biggest issue is in the the mindset and and how they think and the, the, the conversation that's going on in their head.
0: Speaking of mindset, uh, so um, um, you mentioned the book that uh, you know. Certainly, um, you know, you you quoted um, the author Carol Dweck about the difference, you know, the two types of mindsets: fixed mindset and the growth mindset. How does that, you know, play into, um, you know, not motivating or or, you know, just um, preventing somebody from being proactive uh, with your time uh, time management?
1: Well, I think it, it comes into play when you're pursuing opportunities, right? Like let's say if you if you have a growth mindset, you you think I can always I can learn, I can get better, I can do this. If you have a fixed mindset, you just you, you just think, okay, I've got this set level of intelligence, I've got certain like like for example, podcasting. Mm-hmm. Like two people can hear about the idea of launching a podcast, and they can both have the same background and everything else so the person with the growth mindset will say you know what i'm, I'm going to give it a shot I, i'm going to learn on the fly i'm going to take classes i'm going to go go on youtube the other person who has the same ability and qualifications will say well you know i'm not a techie yeah i don't i don't know about the technology or i, I don't know and they both have the same opportunity but that fixed mindset will keep you from persisting and moving forward yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: what is a mistake that, uh, you know, often hampers, uh, you know, business owners uh, when it comes to, you know, being productive and managing your time appropriately?
1: I think one of the big mistakes is saying yes to too many things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and, and I will would, would say that as you start to improve and get better and you're the value of your time goes up, you, you start getting more opportunities. Right. And, but what happens is, so success breeds opportunity, uh, but not every opportunity is the right fit. And I, this thing is so important. I, I devoted a whole chapter of the book to it, chapter six, about saying no. And, and the people, the high level people that I've been around, they, their default answer is no until they get more information. Because what happens is you say yes to these things, you're chairing the committee, you're president of the PTA, you're coaching the Little League, you're doing all of these things, and you're not available for your priorities. Or you, you have to think about it. If you've got a family, if you say yes to something, you're saying no to a block of time that could be spent with your family doing a family event. That, that's one of the big things is just the inability to say no.
0: Yeah, and then, and that's that's the one thing. Even I had a I had a similar challenge uh, in the past, which is that you forget that just because you know time is you know you only have twenty four hours in the day, and just because you can do it doesn't mean that you should, right? Because you know you in the day there's only so much you can get done, and um, and I think uh, I think in the book you mentioned something about the whole compulsion, Brian Tracy's compulsion to close. You know, cause us all you know is you know, st- stressful um, uh, times because on the one hand we want to uh, close out our uncompleted task but on the other hand we may not either either have the motivation or we may be procrastination or procrastinating and that you know adds to you know more and more stress
1: oh sure yeah we, we have this compulsion for closure compulsion for completion that, that's why if you notice you ever see a child, I've got an eight-year-old, they, they go around closing drawers and my son always wants to close the garage door. <laughs> it's just yeah. it's this natural thing that we, we want completion. And so if yeah. you got things that you got a bunch of things you started but haven't finished, it, it it nags at you. Right. And you'll you'll find that you're more stressed, you're not sleeping as well. And, but when you get to the point where you know you're doing the things you said you're gonna do, and that actually produces confidence. Yeah. So now I want to orient people to
0: the 12 principles that you mentioned in your book. Could you like, at a, you know, give us a rundown at a high level of these 12 principles that were, that help people overcome procrastination and, you know, lead to you a know, better quality of life for them and their, their families? Yeah. So basically
1: uh, I've got the book is divided into three parts and then throughout the parts, I'm kind of throwing in principles. So you have right. the cost of procrastination, I get into the causes of procrastination, and then we talk about the cure. So when, when you talk about like the causes of procrastination, you know, you, you have to be clear, like right? that, that's one of the principles. Um, I always say that clarity is the starting point of success. And a lot of times we procrastinate because we don't know what there looks like, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're really not clear. And, and also when you're not clear, everything sounds like a good idea, right? You so say you're more likely to say yes to something that you should say no to. But if you know where you're trying to get to, now you can line that up with the request. It's just like if you, if you know that you are vegan or vegetarian, you know to say when you go to the store, you can pass the meat aisle because you're clear, right? But everything said so you have everything in the cart. If you're really not clear, you go in there without a list, without a focus, and it's the same thing. Um, So, yeah, clarity is the starting point of success. Um, Your fear, when I do these workshops, I mean, fear is always the number one thing. I'll just ask the audience, what are some things that cause you to procrastinate? Fear always comes up without me bringing it up. Mm -hmm. Usually, a lot of times we're afraid of something. It's fear of success, fear of failure, uh, or the fear of the unknown. And we, we need to be aware. Uh, of these fears and, you know, put, in, put it in the right perspective. And, and then see, here's the thing, right? Your fear, if you think about it, your fears are never in your present reality. The fear is always in the, in the future. For example, you, you'll say, what if this happens? Oh, I've got this presentation at Toastmasters. What if I bomb? What if it's in the future, right? right. You know, and then most of the time you do the presentation, it goes fine. So, so we have to understand, we have to have the right relationship uh, with fear. Uh, and, and then uh, in the last few chapters of the book, uh, I go into the cure, which is the five steps of my procrastination prevention pyramid.
0: Yeah. And I want to, uh, you know, th- that pyramid is interesting. There's like, you know, f- you know I think five or six A's, uh, you know, do you want to uh, tell us a little bit about this pyramid? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So at the foundation of the pyramid is attitude and I've got it at the foundation of the pyramid because your attitude is at the foundation of your success. And all the studies show that for the typical person, 80% of their mental chatter is negative. 80%. If you just sit back and listen to your thoughts. It's, it's, it's negative. We just have this negativity habit and it's also, proven that if you're a pessimist, you're more likely to procrastinate. If your glass is half empty, you're more likely to procrastinate. We have this negativity habit. The best way to overcome a bad habit is to replace it with a better one. The better habit is gratitude, right? Focus on what you have to be grateful for. I have people that I work with, they they create a win log. So when we first start talking, they have to tell me about their wins since we spoke the last time. And when you start writing down, you start looking for the positivity, start focusing on what you have to be grateful for, then your attitude changes, and and now you're you're in the right. Because the challenge is, I can work with, let's say someone wants me to help them make their business more profitable. Until we address the attitude block, the business isn't gonna move forward. I've seen it time and time again. So attitude's critical. Next is awareness. That's the next rung on the pyramid. So you need to be aware of your power times right we all have times of day where we have more energy you're a morning person you're perky bubbly your energy flows great first thing in the morning you may be a night owl but the key is to schedule your high priority activities during the time of day when you have the most energy Uh, and then you also need to be aware of the people that you're around because sometimes you'll be around somebody and like it feels like your energy just drained Every time you're around this certain person, it's like you have less energy. You know, we need to know to avoid that type of person. And we need to find the people that can help us get to the next level. We need to find those groups where what we want, what we desire is the normal behavior. So it's all about awareness. You have attitude, you have awareness, you have animation is the next A. And that's really about your energy specifically. And if you think about when you procrastinate it, well, if you're in a procrastination cycle, it's usually when you when your energy is low. So it's very important that you're protecting your energy um, and that you've got recovery strategies. So you know it could be as simple as making sure you're getting thirty minutes of cardio uh, per day, a minimum of three times per week. Uh, making sure you're taking naps, getting good rest, but that your energy is—you have to protect your energy. Um, So that's where animation comes in. Uh, Next is automation, that's the next A. And the key there is understanding that just because something has to be done, it doesn't mean that you have to do it, right? So that's about putting systems in place so that things are getting done, whether you touch them or not. I mean, it could be as simple as getting a, a virtual assistant. So they're doing those tasks that you don't like to do that still need to be done. It could be using the technology tools where you can automate certain things, you know, there's Calendly where, you know, you, you don't have to keep going back and forth with people. Are you available here? Are you, available? you can send them a link. They pick a link. Now they're on your calendar. So just using those automation tools so that you don't have to touch everything for things to happen. And then the net, the final A is activity. And I put activity at the top of the pyramid because you can't get to the top. Without taking action, and most things are a numbers game, right? Especially if you're like, if you're in business and you're trying to get contracts, it's it's numbers, right? You just you just have to talk. Most of the time, where people fall short, they're not talking to enough people. They're not taking enough action. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a bias for action. You can meet. You can do vision boards. You can burn candles. You can sit with your legs crossed. But at some point, you have to take action. You have to figure right. out what's your number. So that that's. That that's the pyramid. If you follow that pyramid consistently, you'll find that you're procrastinating a lot less, and you ultimately overcome it.
0: Yeah, and, and one of the things and I think it's I think it's a it's a good system, a good framework, and what that what that tells me is a lot of times people think they can just read a book, or they can just go to a seminar for like three days and quote unquote they got it. Yeah, you, they may have it um, intellectually or cerebrally. But you do need you need the environment. For instance, for the attitude shift, you need to be part of a group. Because what if, for instance, you're unfortunately in an environment that is toxic and you don't you feel like you don't have control? You have to try and find yourself some kind of a mastermind group or 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 some kind of meetup group. Um, And I think I I even listened to uh, your podcast uh, yesterday where you mentioned about you want to be part of a group that is. uh, Whose um, current state is is kind of like your future desired state. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, and then the other thing is you do need uh, a coach, a mentor, somebody to hold you accountable because it's not easy. You know, it's not easy just doing something like this. Somebody, they don't necessarily have to like be all up in your case, but just the fact that you have to. Um, you know, just let somebody know, provide your status update to somebody about your goals that you set for yourself, and having some kind of an accountability, you know, buddy becomes uh, you know, extremely important for that framework uh, implementation to work.
1: I, I agree, and, and I would encourage people to look at investing in a coach. Uh, and one of the things I say is that when you start paying, you'll start paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> right. When you're when your money's online, you're like, oh no, I'm paying for this. And it, it, it can be as simple as if you start, if you pay for a gym membership or you pay for this class, you're like, I'm paying. I'm definitely gonna go. Um, so that that that'll give you that additional kick. And I'll tell you, I've I've spent like thousands of dollars on different coaches over the years. And I can tell you I've never regretted it. Like it, it, it may have hurt in the beginning when I'm writing this right. big check, but I'm telling you, I've leveled up, and I, like I, I remember when I was at Toastmasters, and I, um, I took this course on how to become a professional speaker, and I was a little, I was a little leery. I'm, I'm paying this money. I, I don't know, but I tell you, one of the ideas he gave me paid for his course. Literally, I made it back. Just implement one of the ideas. So I, I would encourage anybody to invest in it. It's an investment in yourself. It's an investment in your future. I think you should pay for a Coach.
0: Yeah, because one of the things that, um, a couple of things, a couple of objections that usually, you know, I hear from entrepreneurs is, number one, I can, you know, I mean, because, you know, by nature, entrepreneurs, you know, they, they can, they do it yourself first, right? You know, they they're they Extreme problem solvers; they can solve a lot of different things. Um, you know, yeah. So, but you have a business to run, and you know, this then is not necessarily your specialty. So, uh, investing in a coach who has a system, uh, you know, becomes you know very important uh, in terms of ROI, and also making the time because a lot of times it's almost like a catch twenty-two, right? It's like Um, I'm I'm booked. I don't have the time to try another system, but it's like, well, that's all the more reason for you to try this framework that Eric is sharing, because that's going to then save you more time um, for you to be, or free you up for you to be able to do more and more things. So especially outside of your business to have more balanced quality of life.
1: Yeah, I think it's better. You can spend the time on the front end as an investment so that it frees you up down the road. And, and the, the biggest thing, it'll free you up from bumping your head and making these mistakes that could cost you even more time. If you've got somebody who's already been where you're trying to get, they can save you, they can actually save you time in the long run.
0: Where should people focus their efforts to overcome procrastination, both in the short term and the long term?
1: Well, I think that the big thing is, don't, yeah, you know, a lot of people are perfectionists, people that I've I come across. And especially if they come across a new venture, a thing, it's, yeah, they want to write a book, and they feel like they have to know everything before they get started. I have to have all the details. I need to see all the green lights. But you, you, you have to, like, like my podcast guest said yesterday, Julia Taylor, you have to take imperfect action, right? You, you have to, you can't allow perfect to become the enemy of progress. So the key thing is to start with, start, it can be a small step. Right. And sometimes it's all about you have to change the question. A lot of times we think, how am I going to be able to do this? You need to change that from how to who. Right. Who is doing it already? Mm -hmm. And can I have a conversation with them and they can tell me what they did? It may not be as complicated as I'm making it. So really, I mean, a big thing is you have to watch for that whole perfectionism thing. And it doesn't have to be perfect. You're not going to have all of the information. You just have to. Okay, what's the next step that I can take to move forward? Now, this there was this uh,
0: impulsivity. Uh, <laughs> I always butcher this word. Impulsivity. Uh, impulsivity um, test, like 15 questions um, that you recommend. You know, people take to identify the, on the spectrum how impulsive or deliberate you know, they are in their approach to things. Uh, could you, like, give us a little bit of background as far as you know, that tool and,
1: and just, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, so, like, impulsivity is a, a big, a leading cause of procrastinating because you're, you're always looking for the next shiny penny. And you, you're more, you know, you're impulsive. So it's like the next thing, oh, yeah, that sounds good. I gonna do that. So people I've worked with that really struggle with that, I literally have them take a Post-it note, and they'll write, like, their most important thing that they've got to do and they'll put it on the note on their main computer terminal, and so literally when they get to that whole squirrel thing, they they're reminded. Okay, no, I gotta finish this. Um, but it, but it, it's it's an awareness thing. And in the book, uh, we came up with this impulsivity test just to see. So if you if you feel like you know what that sounds a lot like me, and then you go in the book and you go through those questions, you'll start. To, you may say, Yep, yeah, that that's definitely me, and you you can, you can start to go from there. And that's just, it's all about just being self-aware and and knowing that, you know, this could be an issue and I I need to get out in front of it.
0: Yeah. And we're going to have, you know, we're going to have, you know, your your information about the book and everything on the, on the show's website, www.infhorizons.com slash podcast. So people can uh, go check it out over there in terms of all the content that uh uh, eric is talking about eric um we want to kind of bring it home any like few last thoughts or or advice for our listeners
1: yeah i I think you have to be careful and not make procrastination or any bad habit your identity right even you know i talk to people and say oh i'm just i'd love to be a speaker eric but i'm just not outgoing i am an introvert You know, these things are flexible habits, right? And and procrastination is something, is a habit that you can overcome. You're not that thing. You know, you you may have procrastinated yesterday, but yesterday ended last night. You can always do something different. You know, if you apply the focus and you apply the discipline, you can move forward uh, in a better way. I, I just think that's so important, not to tie your identity to a negative habit. Yeah, that's a that's a very good uh, piece of advice.
0: Uh, again, thank you so much for your time. This was uh, this was you know power packed uh, half hour, definitely a lot of wisdom. And I definitely also encourage people if they haven't read the book to you know pick a copy of the book. Great book, twelve principles on how to overcome uh, procrastination. Um, Eric, thank you for your time. And how can people uh, you know get in contact with you uh, or follow your work?
1: Okay, so yeah, you can go to our website. Eric, E R I C M, twigs, T W I G G S dot com. And you can pick up a copy of The Discipline of Now. It's in audio, it's on ebook, it's in paperback format. You can also check me out on the 30 minute hour podcast. Uh, happy to report. We, we currently rank in the top 2% of all podcasters, according to Listen Notes. We have 66 five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. You can check us out we're on apple podcast we're on spotify and any of those places that you like to listen to podcasts wonderful wonderful congratulations
0: again um and um once again thank you everyone for joining and listening in don't forget to subscribe download share and also you can uh, leave a comment for us any uh any comment or questions you have for any uh, future episodes uh, on facebook look for Build value by choice. Till next time, have a good one. Bye-bye.